Hi, this is Dave Jamison, and my definition of relentless is a fairly simple one, but not easy to achieve. Relentless to me is the ability of a person to identify what is really the singular thing they want in their life. It could be overcoming an addiction, it could be overcoming an obstacle you have, something with your health, something in your life that you want to achieve. There may be some things in your way. And being relentless to me means having a single-minded focus on getting to the place you want to get to. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Dubay, and today's guest has a very storied career as a broadcaster, as a sportsman, as a newsman, as a marketing director for the Edmonton Eskimos back in the day, which are now the Elks. It is a pleasure to have Dave Jamison to the Relentless Podcast. It's great to be here. I uh, I like your work. I've seen some of the stuff you've done, and uh, I like, obviously, what you, uh, you and your organization are doing, and I... Uh, and they're going to continue doing. So it's great to be here. Well, it's so good to have you here. I'll tell you, we're going to get to your career in a, in a little bit, but uh, for the for the local listeners in in, in Edmonton, mm-hmm. although we have we are international, Dave. Just so you yes, know, like all over the world. What does ZZ Top say? You're bad. You're nationwide. Uh, yes, yeah. and we sure. are international wide. Only I say that only because a buddy of mine from Belfast, Northern Ireland, listens. But oh, we say hello. Yes, hello, Aaron. We um. 1260, mm-hmm. the team, uh, TSN radio here in Edmonton, hugely important, obviously, to you as a guy who worked there, hugely important to me as a guy who listened to it for every day for years and years and years, uh, recently went off the air. But before yeah. we get to that, it's really cool to meet you face to face because I've been listening to your voice for a long time. And it's just this you, you and Low Tide and all the crew over there are the voices wow. that help get all of us Euler and Elk fans and sports fans through our days. So it's so good to meet you face-to-face, well, man. Well, thank you. Uh, some people, when they say, yeah, I've heard your voice, and now that I've met you, I'm very disappointed in how you look. So I'm glad you didn't mention you, that. But you, but thank you for the same kind of words. Boat. You and I are in the same boat. Yes, yeah, yes. Same boat. Let's let's uh, let's get into your career. Okay. You were you're born in Edmonton, but then went to Vancouver. Yes. Uh, where did uh, tell us tell us okay I'll tell us about a, a young Dave uh, yeah young Dave um, as you say born here son of a uh, uh, military officer uh, major in the Canadian Army hmm. and uh, we moved to Winnipeg and it was a quick stop there it was really like I think nine months uh, you know after my birth in Edmonton on December third nineteen sixty one if you All need right. to uh, get specific yeah and then we landed back in Vancouver uh, where my family had been previously um i'm the fourth of four uh one of uh, my siblings my brother uh, greg died a number of years ago mm. um of brain and lung cancer so there are three of us now and uh i vancouver was home for 31 years and it's where i did went to school went to university uh worked in media worked um you know in television went on to have a um, a career at CKNW Radio and News and Sports, and I hosted a long-running uh, sports talk show hosted by Dan Russell, who was really the first guy on the west coast of Canada to do sports talk radio. Yeah. So I cut my teeth at a at a very big radio station in a big market. Yeah, yeah. Moved to Edmonton to take the job as program director of 630 Ched, which had just switched over to what we know it now as a news talk full service, is right. what they call it in the what industry. Year, what year was that, Dave? Oh, is that 96, 90, uh, I think it's 96, I caught my dates. Because Chad, you know, prior to that, Chad was a rock and roll station. Rock and roll and AM a big radio. Yeah. A big, it was huge. Yes. It was huge. And so I was there three and a half years and then went over to the football team, the Edmonton Eskimos. I was hired by the great Hugh Campbell. Yeah. Uh, one of the rare mistakes Hugh made was hiring <laughs> me, but uh, he did in 1998, and I was there 14 years as the director of uh, communications and marketing, and then later named the vice president. Couldn't have been a mistake if you stayed no. for 14 years. Uh, well, uh, in- interesting career. And then yes. from from the Eskimos slash Elks, although mm-hmm. when you were there, it was the Eskimos, yes. uh, you then went to? 
twelve sixty. Well, no. there was a stop for a year as president of the Edmonton Rush. Oh, okay. Before they moved off to uh, Saskatoon. Saskatoon. So I was there for a year. Um, and I don't uh, remember that. Well, yeah. uh, you and a lot of other people. I remember. And, I remember the lacrosse. My kids were heavily involved right. in lacrosse. And, yeah. And I grew up playing on the West Coast. Lacrosse okay. is a is a love of mine. And uh, so I was there uh, for a year. And uh, then the franchise. I think a year after my departure, relocated to yep. Saskatoon. And, and they're uh, still there too, right? Yes, they yeah, are, and they very are. successful. Yeah. And um, then had an opportunity, uh, a friend of mine who has since passed, Pat Cardinal, who I owe a great deal to, he said, hey, we're flipping over to TSN 1260, and the host, Mark Spector, who's a friend of mine, a very well-respected journalist, yep. he couldn't because he worked for Rogers Sportsnet. Right. Um, we have this opening from 10 to 2 and uh or from noon to two i should say when i first started and we would you be interested i said well i haven't been on the air in like 18 years right. i've been i'd moved into management and yeah. been off air i said sure let me give it a try right because my ego was such that i thought yeah i can probably sure. dust off the old chops and go and do it and uh i had to audition and there were you know i had to go through a process to get it and then they said hey you're 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 hired and you know, almost ten years later, had a long run yeah. as uh, as being part of a great team. I mean, that the team mm. that I was fortunate enough to be part of with the people there, like Jason Greger and Dustin Nielsen and Lieutenant. Air, I mean, you know the yeah. names and Matthew Wanick, my producer, and Low Tide, who I worked a year with. Uh, I the man, um, you know, they they are friends as much as colleagues, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I just loved going to work with them. You know, when when I think of doing sports radio, mm -hmm. I again as a guy who has listened to it for years and years and years and years, then what I would do is I would take something you would say or something that Low Tide would say or Greg or whoever, and I would then just use that as my talking pieces with my friends, and they if they hadn't listened, then they think it's mine, and I I loved stealing all of your thoughts and your ideas. So thank you for that. Okay, that's great yeah. because um, let's reuse and recycle because yeah. I probably stole some of my takes. <laughs> so it's good to know that you spun that off and took it as your own, which is, you know, there aren't many fresh ideas. When you're talking about, let's just say, the oil or power play for sure. seven of eight hours or whatever it is we're sure. on the air, 12 hours, you know, there's stuff that you kind of um, repeat or reuse. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when, when we were shut down on June 14th, yeah. And I, I've been in media for a long time. Like, mm -hmm. I've, as I told somebody, I've been talking for dollars since my early 20s. Yeah. And I took for granted, I think I'm guilty of taking for granted the relationship you develop with an audience. Mm. You know, we, we would do our shows and we would hear from people on the text line and they would, they would text us good, nice things, good questions, mean comments. I yeah. mean, it ran the gamut oh, right, yeah. of what you would hear from people. Yeah. And you just sort of go about, do your show, leave, come back, do it again. And when we went off the air, what I heard, and I know my colleagues also heard the same, and probably more than I did, was just how much we were a part of people's daily routine. Huge. And I don't think I understood the depth of that connection. Until it's gone. Until it's gone. Until it's gone. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because um, the, the the last day that 1260 was on the air, mm -hmm. um, what did you say? It was the 14th of June? June 14th. June 14th. Yes. 9 a.m. Mountain Time, part, by the way, if you're there you go. watching from part Belfast. Of, part, of, <laughs> part of my routine as uh, I drive my wife to work. Mm -hmm. And it, depending on the time of the day, she's either in the car or she's out of the car. And she had been out of the car at, you know, because I listen to all the different shows if yeah. I can, depending on what's happening throughout my day. Um, but in the morning and then with you guys, depending if I'm driving somewhere or maybe I'll put it on the computer. Um, but Ryan Rashog, every morning, the mandate with Ryan mm -hmm. Rashog, with uh, Nelson there. <clears throat> so I'm listening to it. And then my wife, who is an instructor at Nate in radio television, yes. calls me at 9.05 or sends a message saying, and I'm like, what is happening? I'm confused. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't know if it was the next day or the day after, I, I didn't know what to do with myself in the car. Like, so I actually texted Shogger, Ryan Shog, who's yeah. been on the podcast. I texted yes. him, I'm like, dude, can I just call you every morning at 8.30 and just talk? Yeah, just, yeah, a personal just talk some hockey because I, yeah. I, I needed that in my life. And honestly, it took a good 
two weeks, maybe three weeks, where it wasn't every morning you just go to put it on 1260. Well, because it's such a routine. That it's very similar to what you've just described there, where they go to that place on the dial and there is nothing. There's not even nothing. a hiss. There's no. not even a recorded announcement. So, you know, to again, you don't know the depth of that connection until it's no longer there. And so exactly. to the people that I did respond to, I, I hope I elocuted that as best I could in the moment. And for those who I didn't get to, and if you're watching this, um, understand how much it's appreciated. Yeah. You know, and having gone through my health issues mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years, the those who reached out... Um, you know, that was profound. Mm. That was profound stuff going through the worst experience of my life and doing it because of the job I held mm-hmm. or had was a public figure. I mean, yeah, I let, you know. let's talk about we'll get to your sure. health in a second, yeah. but let's talk about that public figure aspect that I do think quite often, just because again, my wife was in the media for a while yes. and I know a lot of the public figures and she was a, a little minor public figure for a while uh, as well. Um, I don't, I don't think people, I think there's two sides to this. I think that the folks that are, on like you and some of the other public figures like you said once the the radio was done you you kind of went oh we actually have an impact on people like this audience that and then i actually think that sometimes the audience is just a little bit like even in public like i've been out with uh a graham neal yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember being at the ACDC concert with him years ago. We're just there. We're having a good time. That was the ACDC concert when it started to pour ah, and yes. during thunderstruck. There was light. It was yes. un- unreal. But anyways, <clears throat> I just remember being there. We're having a beer. We're hanging out. He's a good buddy of mine. And for those of you that don't know who he is, he used to be a CTV guy, entertainment guy on the, on the TV for years. And some guy just goes, you're the entertainment guy. And just gives the Elaine push from Seinfeld, hammers him beer kind of i'm like what is happening and these some people just think oh i can do that no. to you because you're a public figure and you should you be become able- public property right in a sense yeah and so that's for all of you that's what it is but but back to the i like how you put it public property but then when the public pro- when we lose it it's very upsetting it's very upsetting because we do feel an ownership to it yeah and you know? i under, and, and i think i better understand that now you know in the situation that that we've gone through yeah. um with tsn 1260 so you know it's um I, again if the opportunity were to present itself where i would do something like that again i can tell you that i would not for a moment take it for granted that yeah. it would be something that i i might have um i i all i enjoyed all of the interactions even some of those that were tough yeah. and there were some that were got very personal um i would uh i would i would honor those a little more than i did it was mm. just you know you're caught up in the day-to-day and you don't sort of reflect and pull back a little bit and say wow what we're doing here is not don't confuse it with important like it, this is not life-changing but in a way the work we did was sort of life-sustaining it was a mm. nourishment sure for someone and you know it's interesting because i I, uh, I look at you guys i look at, at what you do just because i'm a sports guy mm-hmm. people that aren't sports people they don't give a shit like no. why, why would they right but i'm a sports guy mm-hmm. and so i'm going to say actually it is important i'm going to go against you and i'll tell you why yeah it's the same as i have a lot of stand-up comedian buddies because we at you can use services we have a one fundraiser is huge the you can comedy nights uh we've typically been doing six this year we're doing nine of them okay so oh. I, I get to hang out with these comics and they're amazing people mm-hmm. we go to the comic strip at west Edmonton mall amazing place and they always downplay oh that isn't my job it's just and i'm like no it's so important because you're actually bringing something to people who need it at the time at the time and that makes it important so yeah. same with you guys I mean, we don't need to you know beat no this to and, death, and, but, and you're right but it is it, important. it's a bit of a reflex though for those of us who do it to say hey look we understand that we're the lowest rung on the entertainment ladder doing am radio and and that's a reflex yeah but i understand what you're saying about the idea of importance and it's really not up to me to say a, as the person to, to to determine whether or not it's important it is for the consumer and well, if it's important to them then on a level it's important yeah and dave if you were to come on here and be like you know what we are so important sure that yes. you sound like a huge asshole well, and nobody, then, and nobody wants that, that anyway sure so. and I, I may still sound like that but i understand you don't i understand you're very humble which well. is cool what um uh, what what are some of the highlights of your career like 
You know what I mean? Like you, you've been you've been doing this since what early eighties? Well, yeah, mid eighties. Mid eighties. You've seen some very, very amazing things in sports. Let's mm-hmm. stick to sports. Okay. To sports. And then, of course, when you were with the Eskimo slash Elks, you were able to do some incredible things there. What are some highlights that you were okay. able to see live or be a part of the broadcast or whatever that looked like? Okay. Let me uh, let me take you back to my time as a uh, uh, in the in the CKNW newsroom in Vancouver. So okay. I'm one of the young guys in a at a time in radio when there were stars, yeah. like big, and we were a huge radio station. Like as we used to say, we're a flamethrower. Like right. we are big time. And so I was just one of the guys. Like I'm the fourth line player right. on on a on a team with a lot of McDavid's. Right. So anyhow. And, it, and we, I don't need to explain the O.J. Simpson trial and mm. case mm. and the car chase and all of that. But I was on the news desk for every and was the guy who read the news for every significant thing in the O.J. from the bodies found. Wow. To the, the, the you know, when he was a fugitive for justice yeah. or for, from justice, yeah. then the <laughs> car chase. I'm on the air live doing, you know work working off a screen that had back in the day we you know was cnn larry yeah. king and they're running the chase live yeah. to and and so you know i it just was circumstance i happen to be the guy on the air for all of the significant things in the oj simpson story and then a number after i moved to edmonton found myself with my friend the late pat cardinal at a convention in los angeles and we went to the murder scene Wow. We, we went and then drove to Rockingham, his home yeah. or the former home at the time. And so it was just kind of this weird, you know, I don't do celebrity stuff. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah. really hold much appeal, but <clears throat> it was just a weird circumstance that every, you know, to the good people of Vancouver, I was the guy, you know, saying that former NFL star OJ Simpson is now being, you know, and, and it's all along the way. It was because just weird. It, it was so shocking. Oh, sure it was. I, I it was remember international. It. Yeah, it was international. I, yeah. I remember watching the chase. Mm-hmm. I think it was my 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 wife's younger sister. I think it was her grade nine. Because it was in June of 94, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it, it was like her grade nine farewell. And, and there was things happening at the house. And I was just like, just stop it. We got to watch this. Like It was just because it, it was on every channel. Every oh, yeah. single channel. It was amazing. The trial. I remember working in a school. <clears throat> they stopped the class we were in to turn the radio on. They didn't turn the TV on, turn the radio on to listen to the verdict Mm -hmm. in a junior high school in, in the Mayo, Alberta. Like why, why does it matter there? But it did in a day and age when it, you have to, it's hard to hold our interest. Like it really is in, in 2023, but to go back to a time that, you know, it's a, it's a long time ago now to think that we were all galvanized on this one event. Well, there were a bunch of events leading to the event yeah, and, yeah. and the court decision. And just to add another layer to this story, and you asked, you know, it, um, I would then go on to work for the Edmonton Eskimos. And Ed Hervey, who played for the team, is now in former CFL executive. He's now yeah. with Hamilton. Yeah. is a dear friend of mine. Yeah. Ed went to USC, where O.J. Simpson went. Mm. And on the day that they were looking for OJ, Ed was on the USC Trojans football team, and they were all working out. And the police came in and said, "Everyone, get out!" And they're all—they're all young university players, and they're yeah. all pumping weights and doing their stuff. And they said, "Everyone, get out of here, because we think OJ Simpson is on his way to kill himself here." Oh wow! By his Heisman Trophy, yeah. which was on display in the dressing room. That's interesting. And Ed told me that story years later, and I'm like. <laughs> slack jawed yeah 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 so yeah. it was one of those oh, stories incredible. that you know I, I, I had no central role by any stretch i would just happen to be but it was one of those god can there be more connections that's to this amazing thing? yeah that's amazing that's very very cool yeah you've had quite a career now listen as as you you moved in your career mm-hmm. you did end up with with uh like i said the eskimo slash yeah. elks because i want to be respectful to the of new course. name and um you did you did 
you were director of marketing there. Uh, communications and marketing. That's how we started in 1998, and then I, I, my title then became vice president of communications and broadcast. And and uh, but for 12 of the 14 years I was there, I looked after the, both the marketing, you know, the, the yeah. advertising, and all of the layers of that yeah. portfolio, as well as the day to day, you know, communications, both football and corporate, and that sort of thing. It was broad. I mean, it was yeah. a small organization, so you did a fair bit of stuff yeah 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 yeah. and then again like we say from there you did and then you went to the rush which we could talk uh some lacrosse Mm -hmm. i i was heavily involved in lacrosse for about four or five years i i uh, all my sons played and i ended up being a co-president for the st albert rams lacrosse yes four years i knew nothing about lacrosse but i knew how to run an organization so Uh they asked if i would do this Really cool experience, and I will tell you, uh, as much of uh, like I'm a, a hockey guy, mm-hmm. you know, that's in the blood type of thing. Lacrosse came about because a neighbor boy played. My oldest boy, when he was eight, was like, what's that? Or no, I think he was six. Put him in it, went to the first practice, and I thought, what the hell have we got into here? Like, this is kind of – and my wife, to this day, would say, because my boys, you know, they played high levels. It was yeah. really good. She would say she would much rather watch – a really good lacrosse game than a good hockey game. And so many people are like, oh, it's violent. It's just hockey is way more violent because of the speed. Yes. Lacrosse. Those, is- those who know lacrosse, and there's lots of people who love it yeah. and lots who play. Yeah. Those who know, know. It's That's such, all I'm going to say. It's such a great sport. Yes. It's a beautiful sport when it, you watch it, it. It is, and in the hands of the best in the world, and we've mm. had them here, yeah. Mark Matthews, um, yeah. some of the best NHL players in the history of the NHL yeah. were at one time, a guy named Gretzky. I was think, a, yeah, what was he? Really Gretzky? Good. Yes. I've he, heard of him. Yeah. He loved his lacrosse. Yes. Loved it, right? Yes. Yeah, anyways, yeah. great sport. Now, listen, you're, you're on the radio. Mm-hmm. Then, let's walk through... Uh, the scariest part of your life, if that's mm-hmm. if I can okay. call it that. No, absolutely. That, talk that talk to us about when it happened, what happened, how did this all go down? I'd like to actually talk about it, even uh, uh, possibly as an awareness thing to, mm-hmm. to, to what you went through. So sure. if it's happening no, to somebody ha- else. Yeah. Happy to do it. Um, so May of 2021. So we're in a pandemic. And and I, and I say that only is just to give some context and, and a bit of backdrop to the story. Um I'm an army kid, so you have to shave every day. Mm. Like that's been, you know, so I'm doing my thing and I, I look at my neck and I said that, wow, oh, that looks different on this side than it does there. So I wait a couple of days. I think, well, it'll resolve itself. You know, you tend to kind of, well, the body will figure it out. So I waited a couple more days and then I went, uh, I don't like something here. I felt fine, but I don't like that. So I called my doctor, got me in right away. And he came into the room and he took, ran his hand down my neck. He stood back, looked at me and left and didn't say a word. He came back in the room and he goes, okay, a couple of things. You've either got this and I'll give you 10 days of penicillin and will knock it out. You'll be fine. Or you have cancer. And I said, well, hold on. What was door number two? Yeah. Sent me off. I had a test that day or a scan. Wasn't conclusive. Then they, I came back in and he goes, you're not leaving my building here until I find somewhere in the surrounding region to get you in for a PET scan like now. And I was in within two days to um, Fort Saskatchewan, got a early appointment. They slid me into the tube, uh, took some pictures. And on June 5th, uh, a Saturday at 2.07 PM, I know all of this by heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the call and they said, you have cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out to be, there was a biopsy done a short <laughs> time later, um, head and neck cancer. That's the broad category. What they found was a three-centimeter tumor on where my left tonsil used to be because I had it taken out when I was a kid. And so we determined, they determined and told me the best course of action was to have surgery, um, which I had on July 30th of 2021, and then to be followed by six weeks of daily head and neck radiation, which is among the toughest you can receive, right, Mm. because you're your head, your brain, everything is bearing the brunt of the radiation. Anyhow, so I had the surgery, which was about five hours, and they removed the tumor. Sorry, the surgery was Uh, six weeks after the initial? It was, uh, it moved pretty quickly. I got, June 5th was my diagnosis. July 30th was the surgery. So there was some urgency. Which is impressive during the pandemic. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not a religious man, but I have a renewed faith that right. someone Something. looked down kindly upon yeah. me. And and anyhow, I was in, um, and I and I was I received such incredible care at the U of A and for everyone along the pathway. Uh, which I'm still on. I've not been declared free of it. Um, I I was um, at the U of A. I was in there for like 12 days um, mm. because they they not to be too graphic on on a podcast, but I was they did an incision from behind my ear to my chin. So it's a wow. long a long path there uh, to do the work they needed to do. Stay do you have me. a scar? Can I see it? Uh, yes, you yeah. can. It's better wow. now. It, it, it's and it's it, honestly not very noticeable. It's um uh, and, and so. They send you home, and you have to relearn my case how to swallow. Um, okay, sorry, the, I'm, so I don't no, mean to interrupt. You. No, no, no. <clears throat> to ask all the questions I, you want. Because again, I'm not the mm-hmm. coldest beer in the fridge here. Okay, so you're, and you've already found that out, I'm sure. <laughs> and you, we can get graphic on here. So okay. we went right from the ear, from all behind the, way, the ear, behind the, the ear to the chin. Yes, and yes. they pulled this tumor out. They got the tumor out, 37 lymph nodes, and something called base of tongue. And I'm not a doctor. However, I am here to tell you that if someone ever says base of tongue, what does that do? It helps you swallow. It is the it, last that thing. That makes me think of the very bottom of my tongue, like the base of it. So, uh, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little different than that. My tongue is intact, okay. but what is not there is something called the base of tongue. And the base of tongue pushes the food down it's the last thing you kind of it, it's the little thing that kind of mechanism right the pushes i no longer have that so what <sighs> i am now in a category of those who suffer from dysphagia i won't spell it because i'll probably get it wrong any anyway, what that means is someone who for a variety of reasons suffers or has an inability to swallow properly right. swallowing is something outside of taking a breath is one of the first things a human being does so yeah. you don't think about it's the, the mechanism. most natural thing right not for me anymore wow and so <clears throat> anyhow all of that said you know we we get through the surgery and there's some recuperation then on to six uh six weeks of head and neck radiation at the cross cancer in edmonton again brilliant staff they were incredible but i got very ill and i lost a tremendous amount of weight um, I required a feeding tube inserted through my nose because I wasn't getting, they were worried that I was becoming anorexic. Mm. And so, um, because I, for a variety of reasons, the surgery, the, the radiation, I was like food repelled me. Well, was, and the thing is you're having a tough time I, swallowing yes, I like everything. So all of that, um, so, you know, that I got through that October 26th of 2021, I got this right. Uh, yes, um, was my final. That was the end of the radiation. Then you go home and you recover mm-hmm. or try to. And um, I've been since that day, you know, working to because I know I'll never be quote normal again. Like I, I am different from obviously before cancer diagnosis, and now I'm trying to plot a course in my life where I can enjoy my life. Mm. Um, you know, my kind of cancer has been very isolating. It's exacted a heavy physical toll on me, um, also a mental toll. I mean, yeah. I really struggled. I, I sought counseling and yeah. continue to have it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how ashamed I was of how I looked. My face really? slid. Um, it looked like I'd suffered a stroke. Oh, I'm sorry, I asked you to see your scar. No, now no, 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 bad. no, no, no. Come on, now this is why we do this. These have these conversations. That's, that's fine. Um, and so I, um, you know, I was despairing. <coughs> Excuse me. I was I was despairing of how I, what had become of me, right? And so you, you know, one of my counselor told me one day because um, we're doing the Zoom, right? The yeah. Zoom calls. Yeah. And I said, I'm really angry, mm. and I'm 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 pissed off at what's what's happened to me. And he said, You're angry because you're mourning a loss. And I said, Well, I'm alive. I made it through. He goes, No, you're mourning the loss of the old you, uh, which is me, thirty pounds heavier, playing hockey twice a week, being able to do all these things, high energy. And now I'm not. Mm. Now I'm 137 pounds at 5'11". I barely, I can barely stay awake. Mm. I can't go back on the air. I didn't go back on the air at TSN for 10 months. Mm-hmm. I'd lost my voice for a month because right. they radiate the vocal cords Which too, right? Which was very scary. 
Well, sure. I'm, I'm sitting there recovering with my feeding tube and my Gatorade and my bottle of Boost, and I'm going, how am I going to pay my bills? Right. Like, I'm, I'm, what am I going to do? Right. And, you, you know, you're faced with that. Um, it's a heavy load, you know, and I, so I was trying to imagine both what my life would look like, you know, the day to day. How am I going to, you know, keep a roof over my head? And also, what is my health going to be like, both the physical and the mental? Mm. There's a, just a lot coming back on. Fascinating. But I did have the goal. I did have the goal of returning to work, so it was out there. You know, how I was going to get there. I didn't have a plan, but I had that, the end point. And also, and I'm still working on what the end point is going to be for me physically and how my life is going to look like, right? right. So that, I'm kind of ar- trying to architect that on the run here. Yeah, we're essentially two years in here, right? Yeah, not not even. Not I'm coming, even. I'm, I'm, it's, You're coming they, up to the surgery they, soon. The, yeah, the, the surgery July 30th, and it will be two years, and then two years on October 26th. Right. And so they need to follow me for another three years after this, so a total of five, and only then will they declare me like you're cancer free. Yeah. The stuff looks good to this point. So people say, well, have you beaten it? Cause people will ask you, have you, did you, you know, sure. you knock it out. I say, I'm, I live with cancer. I, I, I manage it mm-hmm. and I'm doing everything I can from physical rehabilitation and all of that. Um, I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. I think I have experienced cancer with my mom and unfortunately she passed. I'm sorry. Um, but I think what, what I didn't realize uh, for someone like you, uh, for my mom, whoever, mm-hmm. is that mental side of it. Because I think a lot of people think of cancer and they go, well, did you beat the cancer? Yeah, and do. it's the physical part of it. And it's that whole concept of, um, okay, like the cancer is gone. So physically we did this, but that mental aspect of it must be so hard. And then for you, you have to put on top of it that surgery mm-hmm. where it's visible, all those types. Some people have cancer where it's down here or here. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of that. No. But no. for you, um, how how did you get through? How are you getting through it? I shouldn't say how did you get through it? How no. are you processing well, yeah, it's it? And thank you. It is, a, it is an ongoing. Yeah. You know, it's not a set it forget it and move on because I, I think it's the rest of your life regardless oh, it is, it is. Yeah. and and you know to give you a concrete example before we started the podcast today you you very graciously said would you like a donut a timbit a timbit mm-hmm. which we do in canada again hello mm-hmm. belfast that's right he loves them by the way and them. i uh, the kind of cancer i have and what's happened to my body is very it's mentally draining because mm. every day I get up and re- am reminded that I have something very bad has happened to my body, mm. which a lot of people do. I'm not here to argue that no. mine is worse than anybody else's. You're not I'm comparing. Just, but every, everything I put in my mouth, I have to think about whether or not I can chew it, swallow it safely, and not choke. Mm. Because choking is, a, is a, for those of us with dysphagia is a very clear and present challenge, right? Danger. It, it is a danger. Yeah. And so, you know, I was I spoke <laughs> not that long ago to a number of, you know, experts and oncologists and surgeons in, 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 in the field of head and neck cancer and was asked to describe what having this kind of cancer is like. And I said, it's, <laughs> it's many things. It's isolating. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I don't socialize anymore. Mm-hmm. I will eat in front of my three children, mm-hmm. uh, Lindsay, Abby, and Danny. I will. It, there are a couple of other people in my life. Uh, you know, my friend Holly and and a couple of others who I will. But beyond that, I, I won't. I won't do like someone will ask me for dinner, and I'll say, Yeah, you know, how about I join you later? Mm. Because I don't want to put people in a position where I might be in trouble. You know, because of something sure that happens to me. I don't want it to be upsetting for them. And so I um, I find it has really kind of boxed me in in terms of what I will do now. You know, I can only have drink so many beer, mm-hmm. right, to get mm-hmm. through an evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I Is find... Is drinking it, difficult as well? 
Um, no, it's better now. It yeah. was a real challenge. I yeah. mean, you know, when I was having to use a feeding tube and, sure. and all of that. Yeah, I mean, sure. it was drinking because it, it was incredibly painful. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that have changed in my mouth. It's funny. The last thing I remember before going under at surgery was... Uh, a guy with a great British accent. It was like, God, Benedict Cumberbatch is part of my surgical team. Like, yeah. this guy just had this great accent. Yeah. And he said, oh, we're not doing a trach. And I said, no, I, I guess not. You know, I'm lying there, gowned up, ready to go. And before they put the mask on me to put me under, and he goes, ooh, well, we're going to be a little rough on your throat. And I went, hmm, okay. And then I was done. Well, and done. the next thing I know, I'm awake and I've... Cause, <laughs> There was so much nerve damage. Like, I still have and probably will for the rest of my life have facial paralysis. Okay. So, I, I couldn't feel my ear for several weeks. Wow. I didn't know I could feel it. Wow. But, so, I've lost a lot of <clears throat> nerves and sensation mm. in my left side of my face. And I, I still, when I remember what he said, and then knowing the outcome of what my condition you know what my life is going to be like i thought god yeah you're right man you did a number on my throat yeah, but i'm yeah. you know i'm here yeah I'm, I'm here we're talking yeah we're talking it's 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 an incredible journey that you're on and and some that you know for me um i i can't understand it you know i can't <laughs> i'm and, not sure i do either and you know, there's there's things that I go through in my life that others can't understand, and and um, I don't know about you, but there's times where I just I feel very frustrated with people. Like if I'm being very honest, mm -hmm. I feel very frustrated because um, they'll say things like, "Oh, like you, you know, you could be explaining this," and somebody could say, "Oh, oh yeah, no, I understand." It's like unless you're, yeah, no, you don't, right? It's it's it's. I, I use the term for, for grief and whatnot, like grief illiteracy. But I also think that there could be like cancer illiteracy where people okay. just are not literate to knowing about it. And I and I know that, that I don't need to feel bad about this. And mm -hmm. I know that you don't want me to feel bad and you didn't bring this. But even offering you a timbit now, I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't offer this guy a timbit. But I didn't know. You well, know? because, and that's the thing, visually... No, no one knows. No, of course you know, not. I mean, they, whatever, I, you know, again, old me, new me, whatever. I, I guess for all intents and purposes, look normal, whatever that means. Mm. So they I think don't you look know, great. Like I they do. don't know that I've got this thing that I, right. I, I struggle with. Right. So, and I'm okay. I don't really want to go around with a sign saying, no, I struggle to swallow. No, I, I mean, it, I'll just, I'll manage it. Yep. And do you have to eat? Do you have to have somebody with you when you eat just no, to make sure? No, 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 no. But what it's done is is um, is I'm very careful, and yeah. maybe overly so. It's taken me a while to incorporate different kinds of food. You know, when you have something like this, you sort of you're looking for anything to get anything into your your body and mm -hmm. sometimes they're not always the smartest food choices mm -hmm. like oh great ice cream mm -hmm. well then what you do or at least what i've done is then i just run with that so long that i get sick of it right and then you go oh great two frozen waffles with syrup and peanut butter on it that goes down well chased with a bunch of water yeah because everything gets chased right yeah. everything gets something going down with it yeah and then you, you, you max that out and, and then move on to the next. Mm. And so you're just trying to kind of layer stuff in so that you can have a, you know, a better diet, a little more complete, mm. you know, in, in an effort to try and regain some of the weight. But the reality is I'm probably never going to be able to put the weight back on mm. to where I'd like it to be, mm -hmm. right? Which is allow me to just do one plug, Alberta Cancer Exercise, which is a program, um, which desperately needs funding, but that's mm. for another. But mm. but look it up if you have someone in your life that that has cancer or is going coming we'll out. We'll make the treatment. sure that we get that on. Alberta all the cancer details. exercise. Thank you. Yeah. It's that has been life changing, right yeah. for me. And I continue. In fact, I just did it today. My my I work out twice a week, weight training to try and build back some mass. Yeah. Right, because there's been so much damage to this side of my and body, the nerves and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the muscle that yeah. they cut through. Yeah. You know, Glenn, make sure we get that up on the, the description, right? That, yeah. that, the website. Um, and you plug anything you want, Dave. Trust oh, me. No, no, you know Dave. why? We got no sponsors, man. We're looking for sponsorship, Dave. Maybe you could come on the team and help us with your communications. <laughs> yes. About, you know, get us some sponsors. Um, 
you talked about the old you and the new you <laughs> and again this isn't about me but but and I I don't know if you know much about me but I, I I've had a, a really tough situation two and a half years ago um a, a massive loss in my life and I so I will say this, different, mm-hmm. but I know what you're, or I kind of know what you're saying as far as the old you and the new But loss you, is loss. Because loss is loss. Yes. And um, do you like, <laughs> I don't know how to ask this question. I don't want to say do you like, because you never wanted the loss. Mm-hmm. You never wanted to go through what you're going through. The same way I, of course, never wanted the loss, never wanted. But are there parts of the new you that are going Okay, this is okay. Mm-hmm. This is oh, okay. Oh, very much so. Yeah. There is, a, there is a level, while there are moments where I get frustrated with mm-hmm. what has become of me physically and mentally, there's also a tranquility now that I find in my life mm-hmm. that, that I didn't have. And I mean, we don't have time necessarily that I now realize that I've gone through a good chunk of my life because of some family situation. Uh, my my late brother who went to jail for a number of years and when I was young. And there, anyhow, it, it, there's, everyone's lived a life and we've all got stuff. And that I went through life, a lot of it very angry. Mm. You know, a lot of it with sort of a simmering if not a rage then certainly a discontent Mm. and now i think what's you know cancer takes a lot it sometimes leaves behind some gifts if you can come you know if you're able to get through it yeah and i think one of the 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 or the many and and there have been a few different gifts there is a tranquility there's a there's a, a a sense of okay well i know my life expectancy is probably quite a bit shorter than it once was. Okay, I've come to terms with that. Um, But also uh, a sense of peace now and ease that I don't have to stay angry. I don't have to be someone I don't want to be in order to. And I, you know, I wish I didn't have to go through all the physical changes to arrive at that, that I could have done, you know, a Buddhist retreat and come out of it. Sure. But to get to the good stuff, there is generally some really hard stuff on that mm, path, and and that's a, that's what where I I sit right now today. There's a, a, a lyric in a U2 song called Yahweh, which means God, yeah. and it's there's always pain before the child is born, yeah. which essentially is there's all this pain before this greatness of a child comes, yeah. which is kind of what you're saying. I, I I think that's fair. I think it's I think it's fair as well. I I, I think though at times life just sucks where. Mm-hmm. We have to have these really shitty things to But we to, weren't to promised an easy path. You are correct. Yeah. We were not, right? Yeah. The Relentless Podcast is brought to you by You Can Youth Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Youth Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.youcan.ca. That's www.youcan.ca. I, I find you very intriguing. I do. And I'll tell well, you that why. That beats the alternative, right? Which is yeah, boring as like, hell and why yeah. are we here? Like I'm not looking at the clock going, when can we wrap this up? Okay. Well, that's um, good. I'll tell you why I find you intriguing because <clears throat> you, are, you are being very vulnerable and honest. And I... Uh, Dave, I like that in a man. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, think, well, I, I, I think it's I, very important. Thank you. I do. And I think what what you're able to do is articulate um, the physical aspect of the things that you went through with cancer. I mean, I can't imagine radiation on your head and your neck. I, well, how about this? I can't imagine it was, it was radiation. It a hell of a suntan, by the way. Just, oh, oh God. It looked like George Hamilton. You, you, well. Um, listen, I'm so red faced all the time. I can't imagine if I had to go through. It. Yeah. Um, but just the physical aspect, you, you, you know. But the, the the mental part of this and the struggle. Um, this is the relentless podcast. Yes. And I actually believe that you and your career, early on in your career, because all of us, if we want to get anywhere in career, we got to be relentless. Mm-hmm. I believe in your your life. You've been relentless. But I actually think that when I'm hearing you talk about the cancer stuff, and and right now. You still have to be relentless in in your journey to 
I don't know. You want to call it healthy? Do you? Oh, I don't know what you want to call it. I, I, well, I, I think, I think, I think health is is a good category to. You know, I know you don't want to get into labels. Um, I, I think there's there's health and happiness, and and uh, go back to that word tranquility. Mm. Um, you know, I would say as it pertains to this podcast and what you do and relentless uh, with you can is. Whatever the goal might be, and those are so deeply personal for people. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a, a, a new job. It may be overcoming an addiction. It mm-hmm. may whatever it is. There, it really has to matter in here. And I am not a philosopher generally. I I don't I don't live by a lot of inspirational quotes and those sorts of things. But you'll know it when you feel it. Yeah. What truly resonates with you inside, and then. Like my path to where I am today was not scripted, but it has been my reaction to what's been presented to me. So cancer diagnosis. Okay, well, that's not good. What am I going to, what's the next step on this? And onward we march and coming out of that. Okay, I'm very sick. How, where do I start in terms of inching my way, like inching my way back to somewhere where I can be a guest on your program mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. or go back to work and on a radio station. What do I have to do to get there? Okay. And, you know, I kept kind of, to use a football term, I just sort of marched down the field. Yeah. I don't know where the end zone is for me. Probably just continuing my life. I've got three kids who I love and I would like to be around as long as I can to see their lives, you know, mm-hmm. fully realized, although they're adults and mm-hmm. they're on to their thing. There's some other stuff I want to do on this mm. planet. You know, there's some other things I would like to, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I have traveled. I've been to, I don't know, 20, 25 countries. You know, I want to go back out on the road with a knapsack mm. and just me. And I want to see some places. Mm. And so I'd like to get to a place where I'm healthy enough to do some of that. You know, I do charity work and volunteerism through brain care center i'm the chair of uh that organization i've been the chair of capital care foundation Mm. and that work is is really life-sustaining and nourishing for me so more of that in my future yeah yeah let's you know what let's talk about sure the the organization that you're chairing right now yeah tell us more about it okay i want people to actually go understand what okay uh, Brain Care Center serves the needs of people in northern Alberta because we have an um, office in Leduc, but we are Edmonton-based. We're a not-for-profit yeah. uh, located in the Buchanan Center, which is across the street from Commonwealth Stadium. Okay. Uh, we share the f- uh, facility with the Parkinson's Association. Okay. And Brain Care uh, Center is, serves the needs of those with an acquired brain injury. So anything that happens after birth is an acquired brain injury, a hmm. fall, a stroke, However, you arrived at a place where your brain is injured, mm-hmm. it could be a concussion from playing a sport. Sure. It matters not. You you have suffered an injury to a part of the human body um, that can't be seen. I don't know if you've suffered a brain injury. You don't know if I have. Mm. You may there may be some physical manifestations, but we provide the services rehabilitation services both physical um we do uh technology adaptability so if someone Mm. can no longer use something we help them navigate to being able to use a cell phone Mm, or a computer and some of that that um um, those parts of their lives so that as they move forward and they may not come back to again the old version of you how can you live with a brain injury live it in a way that is um satisfactory on a number of levels we also provide support services for those who are caregivers you know there is a circle around us right um of people in our lives well the brain injury affects the individual who suffered it but also affects the people in their life there's a ripple effect there is a ripple effect and so we're able to provide you know really kind of a, a 360 degree of care in that regard you know, but like so many organizations, and you live this every day, Kyle, is, you know, we are, um, while our need is great, so is our need for funding and resources, mm-hmm. and you can only do so much. Yeah. And But w- Brain Care Center, I came on in 2018, um, loved what, you know, and I had been exposed to brain injury through my work in football. Yeah. yeah. And so had seen concussions. And we're a lot, we're well removed from the time when you would just say, well, shake it off. Yeah, yeah. 
research and lawsuits and a bunch of other things have got people to a place, certainly in sports, where they're like, no, 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 it's not shake it off. Yeah. There is no mild, moderate, severe concussion. They're all concussions. Mm-hmm. And to be treated seriously. Mm-hmm. And there were protocols and all that. Anyhow, so I came to it from that, you know, through that lens, but now fully and better understand what something like again a fall off a ladder sure and you might or a fall on a, on ice and sure. we know that in edmonton yeah okay that's a fall on ice and everyone oh yeah i can relate to that what about the person that struck their head or mm-hmm. or now now their life has changed mm-hmm. right because of all of the ramifications mm-hmm. for brain injury mm-hmm. so that's the organization that i i'm proud to say i i work with and and volunteer with them I think it's incredible. I really, I, I really encourage people that are listening yeah. to check it out. Yes, support. Yeah, we do great if, work. If you right. if yeah. you feel you know so compelled to support, but mm-hmm. check it out. I think it's such a serious thing. Yeah, you know, growing up playing very, you know, I was I was an incredibly good house league hockey player, and I'm gonna go top probably top seven at Salisbury Outdoor Rink between the ages of eleven and. 14. Let me so, guess. Let me guess. You feel like the sport cheated you. They didn't understand how good you were. They didn't understand, they didn't understand. me in general. Right. Is essentially yes. what it was. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I, I had some, some, uh, I had a few knocks on my head. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, in the 80s and the 90s, it was just like, ah, oh, let's go get up. Sure. You know? And I mean, I've, shit, I fell on the, the mm-hmm. driveway, cracked my head, you know? And it is one yeah. of those things where it is so serious. And, and yeah. I, I think, there's so much more awareness around it now, which I think is great, but I just still think that there's a lot of the attitude of shake it off. Well, shake it and, off. and I think you're right, but just for a moment, consider you have one brain. Mm-hmm. I know you have one heart, but mm-hmm. they're replacing hearts. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything else in the human body can be replicated probably on a 3d printer for all i know for sure. what we do now um but you get one of these yep and that's so if it's injured just think about how important that is to the to the to the human being yeah that's incredible you know so anyhow that that's uh and again i'm proud to say that i work with them and see what the staff does and it's that that's really been you know incredibly rewarding for me to to be part of awesome i appreciate it um as you're moving forward dave you are living with cancer yes you just lost your job yes what what do you (laughs) I keep answering we, yes. Well, should, there's should, probably something should, else should, that's should, been should, bad. Should, like I don't, like I said it almost yeah. like it was a joke. But no, we're no, not, no, we're not trying to be funny. No. So what what are you what are you doing? What's what's next for? Because I, I'll tell you why. Uh, the main reason I'm asking is I yeah. want to make because I uh, unfortunately for you, although you, I don't think you gave me your phone number because we were going to do a pre. I wish you would have because then I would call you because I want to be a really good friend. Sure. Because I really enjoy my time with you. Yeah. Um. This voice, I'm loving every second of this because well, I'm like, thank you. Because I'm like, I'm listening to the radio, yeah. but really, I'm yeah. sitting with you. What are you doing next? Because we got to get this voice back on the radio, man. Uh, this is not an answer where I'm being coy or trying to avoid all answers. I hope you've seen during our time here. I'll answer anything you have. Yeah. Uh, I don't know right now. I'm just taking a little bit of time to. Um, work on my physical yeah. well-being and yeah. do because when i got back into the grind of doing a four-hour show every day um it was very exhausting like did you do you yeah. think uh, do you think you went back too soon do you get you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to be insensitive no, 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 I, no. I, I, I needed to go back because i had to pay the bills or this and that but it, when, when people think you're on the radio for two hours or four hours they think oh dave shows up sits down they yeah. put the thing on he does some stuff Takes it takes a breather during commercials comes on and then as soon as the show's over he goes home but that's not it there's so no, much that, there's, there's prep there's all the things that sure. go into it right and and you know in doing sports and doing it in a city where it matters a great deal certainly yeah. the Oilers do and and yeah. and you never felt like you left the job right. and this please don't take this as me whining about my situation I know exactly what I signed up to do so you're on. Yeah, and and all of a sudden you're thinking, God, why am I watching Padres Mets on a Sunday night? Thinking, God, I might have to talk about this tomorrow for a weird reason. Right. Right. I know I won't, but I somehow something in there tells me, God, I got to memorize yeah. this. I yeah. got to remember, you know. Um, 
anyhow, all of that said, you you never really stepped away, or at least mm. where you got away from, you know, the, the but that's fine. Lots of people's jobs require them to be on yeah. all the time. Did I come back too soon? I mean, I could I have spent another month, you know, doing what I was doing to get ready? I don't know. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, the where it was really challenging for me there was the mental of god i gotta go in and do four hours and what are we going to talk about and and am i going to have a voice right you know one of the challenges i couldn't eat right and people you know say well why is that a big deal well you you know because of my my condition i'd have to try and sort of you know have a protein drink and that would have to sustain me for four hours of broadcasting and so to maintain a level of energy and to push through knowing that sometimes I lose my voice, right? Yeah. Sometimes this just doesn't work. My sure. neck, because of the muscles and nerves and everything, yeah. it just, you know, when you're doing it live on the radio and you're thinking, God, how do I sound? Is this, you know, and I'd say to my producer, Matthew, I'd go, is my, like, how does this sound here? You know, and think, God bless him. Low Tide is a pro and really good at what he does. So he would, you know, if he knew I was struggling, he he would, you know, kind of, okay, you need a break, whatever. Just kind of um, give me the okay to turn up my mic and sort of reset for a moment. But, you know, the the at the end of the day, it was a goal. It was, if you'll allow yep. me, it was to be relentless to return. To yes. I, okay, I this is something I've got to do in my life. Uh, and I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And you did it well. Well, I'm, I'm I telling appreciate you. that. Thank Honestly, you. Honestly, Dave. Thank you. I, I, I'm not blowing sunshine up your wazoo here. Like, mm-hmm. you did it well. And well. it was, I know that when you came back, it, you know, uh, it was, it, I think for the listeners, it was like, okay, he's back. He's back. But again, I like what you say is that um, you are living with cancer. Yes. We ain't, yes. we ain't over the woods yet, right? No, like, no. I'm, I'm. I say to people, uh, you know, how are you with it? And I go, I'm optimistic, but yeah. I'm realistic. Yeah. I'm realistic that, you know, I could go in for a scan. Uh, I could go in for. I do every six months. They, they, they put the camera up the nose, and that's not as much fun as it sounds. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, take the pictures they need to take, and then they, you know, we talk, and uh, they'll say, yeah, looking good. Yeah. I'm also know that one of these appointments I could go in and they go have a seat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's showtime again. Yeah. And then I'll have to deal with that when that time comes. Yeah. Right now doing everything I'm supposed to do or I believe I'm supposed to do in terms of you know getting myself f- as physically fit as mm-hmm. I can. Um and if that day comes then I'll just have to, you know, dust off some old skills on coping and you know be relentless again. Dave, you're a pretty awesome guy, man. Listen, well, we end you. we end the podcast with the relentless quiz. Oh, I like a quiz. Okay, now mm-hmm. I am feeling insensitive on a couple of these questions. Well, then you've come to the right place because I like something that's that's <laughs> awkward and uh, only because it's sure. A, there's a couple about eating. So, okay. <laughs> Well, before we get into it, and you may remember, and those who are watching this and may have seen or heard the show, Low Tide would, and God bless him, he would, they'd be talking about, you know, a charcuterie board or something, mm-hmm. or, you know, and he'd go, Dave, you enjoy a steak. And I go, well, Al, actually, I don't, because if I eat a piece of steak, I'll choke. Yeah. He's like, right, I right, forgot. Yeah, right. anyhow, but go and then three ask, weeks three weeks later is like hey, you ask it again. Did that steak? Yeah. 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 Well, I tell like you what, steaks? this is this is a we put this together and we had a lot of people working on it because it's gonna prove <laughs> if you are relentless. Okay. Um first question. Yes. Fruits or vegetables? <laughs> uh fruits in a blender. Okay. Uh, I honestly am feeling uh, like banana banana softened. <laughs> That's okay. Veggies, uh, are you, slowly and sporadically. Are you finding this funny at all? I like okay. it. I like it. I like okay. where it's going. Yes, but uh, give me a blender and I can make <laughs> something happen. All right. Uh, city or countryside? Oh, city. Okay. Although I do understand the, the, the charms of the country, but I'm city. I'm, I'm downtown Vancouver. I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. City. Yeah. City. Yeah. yeah. I need a 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's what I need. Uh, dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? Uh, well, if I have to choose, 
I wish there was a third, which is none. I am <laughs> share with you a quick story. I, I mean, if I got a chance yeah, of yeah. these two. So when I went away, when I was ill and I was off for 10 months, the TSN studio fell into disrepair mm. because I was the guy who self-appointed because that's who I am. I cleaned, tidied, straightened. Yeah. And that's how I've always been. I'm a minimalist. Yeah. I don't like to go through life with a lot of belongings. Yeah. Um, and so therefore my environment is all, it always looks like, Somebody said when I used to work in, in, in football, man, it looks like you're ready to leave at yeah. any moment. I said, yeah, because we work in football. Yeah. And we might be having to leave real fast here. Same as radio. Right. right. Yeah, so right. I had those skills, right? I mean, when the, when we got let go, I went, yeah, pretty much give me the smallest <laughs> box possible, and I'm gone. I've got a mug, a pen, and yeah. that's all I need to yeah. survive. I don't need much, but it, I'll I'll go with I'll go with kitchen because that's where I'd be, you know, probably the messiest, right? Okay, okay. Salty or sweet? Sorry, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. Good question. Good question. Um, I I default to sweet now because salty items um are just they're problematic. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, morning or night? Oh, morning for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Early riser. You're an early have riser. To be. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to be. All right. Uh, favorite comedy movie. Oh. 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 Um. And you know what? It's funny with comedy. It doesn't always age well. Mm. You know, it it it'll look dated. You know, I mean, so, you <laughs> and know. in 2023, yeah, a lot of this stuff doesn't I know. age well. It, it yet doesn't, it doesn't pass. The, it really does. I so, know yeah. it. And so, God, I mean. You know, there's some classics. I, I don't even do you call when Harry met Sally a comedy movie. Oh, I mean, it's a, a relationship girl. movie. I mean, there's but, but it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. But also, you know, and it's only on television every other day. It's seemingly yeah. like yeah. a Wedding Crashers will oh. make me laugh. There'll be oh. some lines in there that I go, God, that's well written, or that's okay. It's classic. Yeah, classic. Yeah, I think we're gonna go watch that tonight. <laughs> Big party, small gathering. Oh, I think small gathering is probably where you have your best conversations. Big parties tend to be sort of out of control locomotives, right? Okay. Phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? No phone. Okay. No. Not, I'm going to. Not, not the place for it. I think I'm going to believe you. Yeah. Although I do believe that as a sports guy who's got to be on all the time, you got to be looking up the the, the, the yes, you, you got to see what's going on. The TSN app. Are you I'm are sure. you a big Twitter guy? Like, are you tweeting all the time? Not all the like, time. Like low I tide mean, tweets. Uh, oh yeah, one hundred and seventy seven uh, times a day. But he's an author, and he he'll tell you right. that. Um, and and good on him. I I don't have that much. So to then say. you don't need the phone. In I the mean, bathroom. no, I'm good. Uh, favorite love song of all time, Dave Jameson. <sighs> Oh, and I, uh, music's a deep passion mm -hmm. of mine. Um, wow, to pull a love song. Oh. It's like picking your favorite kid. It's tough. Well, um, man, I, I, you know, and I guess what defines a love song? Oh, Dave, you know, I Dave. Mean, and, 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 oh, right, like, and we, I know we don't have time for that. Like, what's the song? Dave, that, that's an hour-long podcast. That, that's of that. itself. I mean, you know, does it have to have... Celine Dion. Dave, how about this? How about yeah. this? Let's okay, because you're gonna go down. No, and please, no Celine. Dion. No, no, no. Um, think of a song that you danced with someone, or or you know, it's a weird choice you know, for me. Uh, it's not a love song, but it it makes it's. I find it achingly beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, and it because it, it for me, where does the song take you? You know, it conjures images. Mm -hmm. And it'll bring, it'll elicit things from your past that connect you with times that were either good, sometimes bad. And there's a song, and it's weird that I, I always come back to this as one of my very favorite songs, which is Sail on Sailor by the Beach Boys. Mm. Because instantly from the first chord, I go, I'm on the West Coast, mm. right? Which is my happy place. Yeah. And then I, and I'm not a sailor. My, my brother is a competitive one. Yeah. Was and 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 but I it, it's got all this imagery and uh, immediately I go to a place where like ah oh, yeah and, and where maybe you feel love. love well you feel sure love. well yeah or I mean I'm in a real good place yeah uh, second last question yeah and um, sorry it's a food one <laughs> please how do I like my steak no no cake or pie 
oh, gotta be pie, okay. right? For the consistency mm. and the smoothness. I'm a, I'm a pie guy. Too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good. but you know what? In another time and place, I might have I might have been a, a tough call at first base. Yeah. With yeah. pie and pie and cake. This is the last question. Okay. Dave Jameson is describe your relentless podcast experience in four words. Challenging, revealing, thoughtful, and emotional. All right. All right. This has been an absolute pleasure for me. Likewise um, for me. It's been great, Dave. It's been good getting to know you. Thank you so much for for your honesty, for your vulnerability, for sharing who you are as a man and the struggles that you go through and the, the things that you've you've endured. But also thank you for being positive and showing us yeah. that um, that positivity, that relentlessness can definitely have people forge forward, which mm -hmm. I do believe is, is what this is about. So I appreciate you. I, I know we're going to put up the, um, the, the charity that you're involved with yes. the, the Alberta brain care center. Is, is that uh, what's called? Brain care, brain care center brain and then care Alberta center? cancer exercise, which okay. is through Alberta cancer exercise, which is through the university of Alberta. Um, I encourage you to check it out. Yeah. And also, if you're watching and wondering about it, it's a program that needs financial support. Yeah. And we are working on ways to make that happen. Because what I would like to do, and I know the people that use the program want to ensure that those are, you know, sadly, the cancer industry is really good. And by good, I mean there's lots more coming. Yeah. And so the people coming after me with a variety of cancers um that they have the ability to access that in our community mm -hmm. yeah, like it's critically important and mm -hmm. right now you know the program is in peril because of funding and financing mm -hmm. and and support and so we'd like to try and address that folks check that out as well dave where can we find you on the socials uh well twitter primarily the other stuff i have i think just as a placeholder but uh yeah, the, the dave jameson or the dave jameson i don't know why i settled on that i used to have one that was tied to my radio stuff yeah. but i'm there okay and, sounds and, good yes. and, and folks if you want to look us up as always it's www.ucan.ca that's www.youcan.ca and on twitter uh, i am at kyle dubay dave awesome thanks for being yeah. here i look forward to getting to know you better in the future excellent look forward to it This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.